you might have to just bear with me because of what God's doing. I'm going to quickly rehash my sermon. And so in these seconds, as I try and delay what I'm about to say, um, I'm just going to quickly rearrange it because I think God's really doing something and God's really working. And I think from what Sean says, there's stuff in here that really follows. And um, I would love to bring some time for responding to that, therefore. So from what Sean was saying, it's really funny because this week I'm a teacher. My name's Beth, if you don't know me, hello. Um, but I was teaching my year sevens and my year eights, and I'm doing two different Shakespeare plays with them. But these Shakespeare plays both contain supernatural characters. And from that, we've had some really good discussion about what they believe about the supernatural. And it's fascinating that they fully believe in things like angels. They fully can believe that there is a devil. And these are, on the whole, kids that do not know Jesus whatsoever. Kids that don't really know much about the Bible whatsoever. But they fully accept that there is a supernatural world out there. And I love Sean's story because actually Sean was acting in the natural. He did, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, Sean. I've lost Sean, so I don't know where. Thank you, Sean. I hope you don't mind me saying, but Sean did what actually quite a lot of people would, Christian or not, yeah? Help a young boy and his grandmother that needed some help. But quite often as Christians, we are, have, a, have a calling on our lives to bring our supernatural God, this God of creation, the God of Genesis, the God that spoke the world into motion, the, world that, the God that then flooded the whole entire world, this supernatural God, we have the power because we carry within us the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. We have that Holy Spirit and we bring that to these natural situations. And Sean felt that. He felt that calling. He felt he was acting in the natural and he felt God whispering, here's the supernatural, Sean. Bring it. Have a supernatural moment. And Sean's discussed with us the consequences of not doing that. You know, but we are Christians. We are the only people that can bring that supernatural. And what's so ironic is actually the world is parched. You know, Jenny, when we were praying this morning, brought this word parched. And the world is parched for the supernatural. And also they will happily accept it. You know, when talking to my year sevens and eights, they were, they were happy to accept that there is a supernatural world. And sometimes as Christians, we hold it so close thinking they'll think we're crazy. Yeah. And so I want to look at the story of Joseph this morning. You know, after God creates the world in a supernatural way, after he floods the world in a supernatural way, after he brings down the Tower of Babel in a supernatural way, after angels arrive in Sodom and Gomorrah in this supernatural event, he then brings this man called Joseph who carries this supernatural power of dreaming dreams and being able to interpret them. And if you want to read with me, it's chapter 37 in Genesis. And I'm just going to look at verses 1 to 10. And then from that, I'm just going to speak into this idea that we are, we are to step into our supernatural calling. So in chapter 37, it's... Okay. That's how the preacher's going so far. Uh, Chapter 37, it says, Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Joseph's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now, Israel, that's his dad, loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe for him. 
When his brothers saw that their father loved him more of any of them, they hated him and would not speak a word to them. But Joseph had a dream, and when he told it his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of corn out in the field, when suddenly one sheaf rose and stood up, right, whilst your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he said to his brothers, listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bound down to me. And when his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you've had? Will your mother and I, your brothers actually come and bow down to you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father did keep the matter in his mind. The one thing that I want to look at this is Joseph is the product of a marriage that formed after his dad had already married somebody else. He came, <clears throat> he was actually a miracle. His his mum is Rachel and she was never to have children and then she did have them eventually after the other wife, Leah, had loads of children and after Leah's servant and Rachel's servant also had loads of children with Jacob. So you've got a really messy family situation where he's living with 11 of his other brothers who have, um, who have different mums. And on top of that, he is only 17. And on top of all of that, everyone hates him. So what a great time for Jacob to have this dream, yeah? And the thing is, he is at this dream. That is a supernatural dream that he has from God. It is a dream. It's a prophetic dream that God gives him. And what I want to take away from that, first of all, is that sometimes, maybe, it's really unlikely that we feel that we will be used. Maybe our family circumstance, and we look at our families, we might think, oh, I don't come from the holiest of holy families. Maybe they're quite messy family situations. Maybe they're quite chaotic family situations. And we think that it's really unlikely that we're going to be used supernaturally by the Lord. But also, Joseph himself was a miracle. You know, Rachel was, went for a really long period of time where she didn't have children. And on top of all of that, his current circumstance is one where he is hated. He's not this great kind of holy person in his family at that moment in time where he's bringing love and joy and peace to all of his brothers and he's managed to maintain unity in the family home. That isn't Joseph right now. And yet he's still used in that moment in a supernatural way by God. And I think we need to take from that that actually, whatever our background was, whatever our current situation is right now, we can still be used in a supernatural way by our Lord. And that's phenomenal for us. That's a great takeaway from that so far. You know, God makes a way. We've been singing this morning that God is our way maker. And I feel like this morning, there's some people sat here this morning that maybe you've had quite a chaotic background. Maybe your family life is one which is a little bit haphazard. And you're sat there and you're thinking, God will never kind of use me in this supernatural way for his glory. And this morning, what you've got to know is that God will 100% use you for his supernatural glory. God's been pursuing you to be used by you. Next, after this, what we see is that Joseph is then sold. He's sold into slavery. He then comes into Potiphar's house. He's put in charge of Potiphar's house. 
But then he has a really difficulty, he finds difficulty with Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife, it says here, Potiphar in chapter 39, verse 6, Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was well-built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. She's very forward. Uh, But now Joseph was, sorry, but he refused. Yeah, he says now, but he refused. With me in charge, he said to her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he entrusted to me to care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Then how can I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Here, Joseph, not only once he's had that supernatural dream, it looks extremely like, unlikely that that dream will ever come to pass because he's then thrown into slavery. He's then in a situation where he's finally put in charge of a whole household, but he's got somebody consistently tempting him every day. It says in the scripture later on that she continues to tempt him. But Joseph remains a man of integrity. And integrity is like doing the right thing. And doing the right thing even when no one is watching. And what we see here is this beautiful blend of his calling, that supernatural calling of Joseph's life, that the Lord will use him. He gave him a dream to suggest that one day he will reign, one day he will rule, one day he will be given power beyond his means. And yet we see now God working on his character. He's put in circumstances where he's called, you know, he's having this temptation every day in order for his character to develop, in order for him to mirror the characteristics of Christ. And we see that Joseph, therefore, becomes a real man of integrity, a man of honesty. And here, I want to just focus in on this word, um, miracles. We have a supernatural God, we have a miraculous God. The word miracle in the Hebrew is actually nes, N-E-S. The word challenge is nesion. So challenge is nesion, miracle is nes. They come from the same root word of the Hebrew. And what I love that is it's because this is a suggestion that actually a miracle is a challenge met with God's supernatural power. You know that a miracle is something where we embrace the challenge and we go beyond what's natural with God's supernatural power. So Joseph, a young, handsome man working in this house all day, who, let's be honest, will have some natural desires and urges, yeah, has a woman who's literally jumping on, you know, jumping up and down for him every single day. And yet, with that natural, he is able to use God's supernatural to consistently say no. And sometimes in this church, sometimes maybe you are in a place right now where you know you are in a really challenging situation. You are in a difficult situation. You are struggling with the day-to-day of what is happening. And in the natural, you are okay. And in the natural, you know what's right. But right now, you need the supernatural support and the supernatural power of the Lord in order to keep going. And that's miraculous. You know? Going back to Sean, in that moment on the beach, he was doing what was natural, but he needed something of that supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. He needed to say yes to that in order for sin, this miracle to happen. 
And I feel that some of us are sat here right now desperate. We're parched, if we're honest. We're only getting so far in our natural sense. Whether it's temptation, whether it's life, whether it's just answering for the day-to-day, whether it's just getting through, whether we've got choices or, or big decisions that we're about to make, whether we want to evangelize, whether we know that we've got so much fervor to give, but we know that the natural isn't cutting it. We know that working out in our human strength isn't cutting it. And actually what we really want is we want some supernatural support from our supernatural God to make that miracle happen. You know, I just feel that there's some people sat here this morning where you, for whatever reason, you've come from, from, you feel like your background has been a bit messy. You're sat here this morning. You feel like once upon a time, God maybe gave you some sort of supernatural word, or maybe you had a dream, or maybe once upon a time you had an encounter with the Lord, and you've sat here, and in your human strength, in your natural strength, you've been rocking up to church, and you've been doing what's humanly right, and today is the day, today is the day where the supernatural power of the Lord hits you. You know, there are some people that feel that right now. The Lord is pushing you right now. And when we come to pray in a few minutes, you need to come up the front because the Lord has got something supernatural for you. He raised Joseph from these farmers in one land to come to rule over the whole of Egypt. That's the supernatural God we serve. There are leaders sat here. You had that dream planted in your mind once upon a time. You had that word inserted into you once upon a time. You know? And the Lord is saying, I haven't forgotten that. Because the Lord, if one thing the story of Joseph tells us, it tells us that the Lord doesn't give up. The Lord pursues. You know? Boy, does he pursue. You know, the story of Joseph actually spans over 22 years, 17 years old he was when he had that dream. He then went and was sold as a slave. He then went into prison. He then had to stand many, many years just serving in Egypt, still waiting for that dream to come to pass. It's not until 22 years later his family come And that dream actually becomes a reality. Some of you are, this is the 22-year day is up today. You know it. You know that dream you once had. You know that word that was once spoken. And the Lord is saying, 22 years and I haven't given up on you. I'm still here. That dream hasn't come to pass, but it will. Because in Zion 55, it says, Stuart Walker reminds us, he's not here. Is he here this morning, Stuart? Ah. He's online. Hi, Stuart. Uh, Stuart came to our life group and he reminded us of this cracking verse. It is a cracker. It says, Isaiah 55, 11, So my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but I shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. This is God saying, if I've spoken, it's going to happen. It won't ever come back void. And there's some of you that have been prophesied over that you are healers. The Lord wants you to be a way maker for him. The Lord wants you to be that light in the darkness. The Lord wants you to be a speaker or a leader. The Lord wants you to rule. And he's saying that word will not come back void. 
I would like to get the band up. I don't really know where I'm heading. I've got a lot more points, but I think we need to land soon. So please, if if you've been um, asked to pray this morning, could you come over here as well? And please may everybody stand if you're able to. So what's next? You know, we are an apostolic church. We belong to an apostolic movement. You might not have heard that before, but we are. And in our apostolic church, we do believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in supernatural power. And maybe we've been living, as Sean so humbly confessed to us this morning. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, really thank you for what you bring, because it wasn't easy. Yeah, maybe we've been living like Sean, where we have been doing what's good in our human strength. But this morning is this morning where we step into what we know is what we have, what the Lord has given us in our supernatural power. And I just want to say that if you know that something's been planted in you, even if it was a long time ago, even if you feel like you don't deserve it, even if you feel like, how on earth could the Lord use you, then you come over this morning for prayer and we let the Lord just release that in you this morning. There are also these people... I don't mind pleading on this stage, okay, if it's for the Lord. But there are people this morning that you know, you know the Lord is pursuing you. You know you haven't given absolutely everything to him this morning. And you know that today is the day where the Lord's saying, come on. It's time, guys. It's time you hand that over. It's time that, you know, you just surrender to me. So we're going to... Pr- um, Jenny's going to sing a song. Thanks, Jenny. That's what she's going to do. And I just, pr- I just ask that if something has resonated in you this morning that you go for prayer, I'm going to go for prayer because I want more of the supernatural Lord of my life. Thank you.